Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Thursday, September 8th, 2022. If you ever find a church where you agree with everyone about everything, please call and let me know. And in the meantime, I'm not really going to be waiting by my phone because I doubt you're going to find such a place where you agree with everyone about everything. I think just about any church you're going to be in, there's going to be some level of disagreement. There may be even things that are controversial within a church. And how are we supposed to deal with those things? And first and foremost, that's where we need to say the Bible is God's word. The Bible is our compass. And we are going to let the Bible guide us. And there are things that the Bible says very clearly. And so if there is controversy around something like that, we're going to say, hey, I'm standing where the Bible stands. But what about things where the Bible doesn't speak clearly or or speaks clearly as to a principle, but doesn't specify all the ways it may apply uh, in your life? To help us navigate situations like that, disagreements Christians may have over things that aren't crystal clear and black and white from Scripture, Romans 14 is one of the most helpful passages in all of the Bible. And I think to have a healthy church life, we need to view this chapter not as some little tack on at the end of the book of Romans after it's gotten past all the important theology stuff. No, this this chapter is critically important to you having a healthy relationship with other Christians in your church in your community, uh, wherever that may be. Uh, Chapter 14 of Romans brings up some uh, different disagreements that seem to be being had there in uh, the the Roman church. And one seems to be over uh, what are they eating? Even verse 1 says, as for one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions, right? And that's a key word. We've just got opinions in church about all kinds of things, and sometimes those will be at odds. And one of the opinions here seems to be about eating and eating anything or eating only vegetables. And that probably wasn't a dietary health-related conversation, It was more likely revolving around idolatry and, as we see in 1 Corinthians, meat sacrificed to idols. But also another controversy that comes up is different days. Um, And and that could be referring to the Sabbath day. You know, what what are we supposed to do with that or certain holidays, uh, you know, with the Jewish calendar. But now we've got Gentiles coming in. Are we supposed to celebrate all of these uh, Jewish holidays from the Old Testament or as Gentiles? Are we not supposed to do that? You can imagine all the controversy that could come from those things in the Roman church where there probably was a mix of Jews and Gentiles. Uh, But it might be harder to imagine there being controversy in your church about those things. Uh, Those things are not typically the hot button issues in our culture. But how about some of these? What should Christians do about alcohol? Clear biblical principle. Don't be drunk with wine, but okay, well, should you partake at all? That, that's something Christians might disagree about. Uh, what about your entertainment choices? Should you watch this movie? Should you listen to this 
kind of music in the realm of parenting. There could be all kinds of things about uh, how you uh, raise your children or how you educate your children. And, And when it comes to business, there could be a lot of issues that come up here or even who you will or won't do business with. Even over the last couple years, especially COVID or politics, it might have brought some things in that there's Christians even within a church that that might not have the same opinion about all of those things. So those, mm, some of those are probably uh, coming to your mind right now. And maybe you're thinking of opinions that you have, or you're thinking of other people that, that might have different opinions from you. How do you navigate that? And that's where I want us to learn a few principles here from Romans chapter 14. And, and, and the first one I want us to see is just beware of this tendency to judge. Um, and that's where that is unilateral. I, I threw out all of those potential issues, those kind of gray area things uh, for us to think about. And, and I'm not trying to say one side or the other about any of them in this conversation, because whatever your opinion is on those things, we have to beware that we in still our flesh have often a tendency to look down on those who disagree with us. You see that in verse 3. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. So there he speaks to both sides of this opinion about what you should or shouldn't eat. And he says, hey, if you eat, don't despise the one who doesn't eat. And if you... uh, if you don't eat, don't pass judgment on the one who eats. And that's where we've got to all check ourselves because I think our natural tendency is often to, I've got my opinion and if you disagree with me, well, I, I look down on you or even sometimes it can be despise. Now, that doesn't mean, obviously, there's a difference of opinion. That doesn't mean we need to say, well, I I. I totally agree with you because clearly there is some level of disagreement, but we need to be able to disagree without despising. And sometimes that's hard uh, for our flesh. And, And that's where he introduces another thought, kind of a second thing to think about here from Romans 14. Uh, He introduces another thought to counter this tendency we have to judge or to despise or to look down. And that is really think about your own divine accountability. In verse four, it says, who are you to pass judgment on the servant? of another. It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld for the Lord is able to make him stand. And he's saying, you know, really, that's not your place to judge other people about these things because you are not their master. Uh, their master is Jesus Christ. And, and so e- even in verse 12, it says, so then each of us will give an account of himself to God. And that's after verse 10. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or you? Why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And so that's where we need to think through, hey, my goal ultimately needs to be to please my master. And I need to make the decision that I think is best that honors God the most. And that's where even, you know, he talks about the one in verse six, the one who observes the day, observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God, right? The most important thing is, hey, don't judge your brother, but you do what you think is best to honor God. And that's got to be your goal, to honor God. And that's why you are doing what you are doing. And you're preparing yourself to someday stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So beware of our tendency to judge 
others and think more about our divine accountability to the one who will judge us. And another thing that comes up is it it teaches us really to live in light of that divine accountability is we need to honor our conscience. That's the very last verse of um of the chapter for whoever doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. That is a clear biblical principle that we need to respect. If there's something that you are thinking about doing, but it's not okay with your conscience and and, and there is doubt as to whether you think this is a, a good and right thing to do. God is clearly saying, don't do it. Whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. If you're thinking, ah, oh, you know, maybe I, I, so-and-so watched this movie or this TV show, so, so maybe I, I can watch this TV show, but there's something in your head and in your heart saying, no, you shouldn't do that. It's saying, hey, if you push through that and do it anyways, you need to watch out because you are in sin because you are not doing something from faith. You're coming from a place of doubt because there's conflict as to whether what you're doing is right. Well, we need to be sensitive to our conscience. And then another thing we see in this is because of that, we want to be sensitive to the consciences of others. We want to be considerate of others. And that's where you see in the middle of the chapter, I don't want to put a stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of a brother. That I might have my opinion about one of these things, but I know my brother has a different opinion and I want to be sensitive to that and not flaunt my opinion, especially the, 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 the kind of circumstance I would want to be most careful about that is if that somehow might cause my brother to stumble or to violate their conscience. I, I want to be as sensitive as I can on that on those kinds of issues. If my opinion, and I know a brother disagrees with me, and it's not just a disagreement, but my opinion may sway the other person to do something against their conscience. Okay, that's where I really want to be careful. And through all of this, you see there's a sense of, hey, we need to make sure we're focusing on what's most important. And you get a sense of that in verse 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's a great line and a good reminder for us. You know, we talk through some of those things, alcohol, entertainment, different choices you'll make in parenting or business, all of those different things. Uh, there, There are aspects of those things that the Bible doesn't speak crystal clearly to. And there will be some gray area and some areas where diff- where Christians disagree. But there are so many ways that the Bible does speak clearly. And let's make sure we're, we're focusing on that because it's saying here, hey, it might not be clear what you're supposed to do as far as eating or drinking, but it is clear on what you're supposed to do as far as righteousness and peace and joy. Focus on those things, because those will be the bigger things, even when we or our brothers who may have a different opinion than us when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So focus your relationship on that. Are you really encouraging one another in the Lord? Are you really getting to not just your opinions, but real issues in your own lives and hearts of righteousness and peace and joy? And are you encouraging one another in those things? So as we think through the different disagreements Christians may have, again, let's Remind ourselves of the backdrop that this is not talking about the things that scripture is clear on. We must take a stand where the Bible takes a stand. But those areas where it's it's not clear or how, how it applies is not clear. Let's beware our own tendency to judge. Let's think about our own judgment and divine accountability 
honor your conscience and then be sensitive and considerate to the consciences of others and make sure you're focused on what's most important. I think that can give us a roadmap through controversy or differences of opinion amongst believers. Now let's briefly turn to the Old Testament. Spent a lot of time there on Romans 14, but I think it is such an important passage of Scripture. Uh, let, let's go to the Old Testament and 2 Kings 12 and 13 and 2 Chronicles 4. Just a couple notes. You're going to read more today about this boy king that grows old and becomes a, an adult king. And he's referred to by either the names Jehoash or Joash. And you'll get here a, a sense in which we get a lot more in 2 Chronicles because there are some good things that Joash does in repairing the temple. But in uh, Second Chronicles, you see things do not end well for Joash. And basically, Jehoiada was the priest who orchestrated uh, really uh, the taking Athaliah out of power for her treason and murder and installing Joash as king. And once Jehoiada dies, it seems that Joash in his reign takes a, a pretty dark turn. And even Jehoiada, he is honored in his death. And uh, and then we see jo- Joash, he is assassinated and he is not honored in his death. And you see uh, how once this influential spiritual figure leaves, uh, Joash goes a different way. And that's a good thing maybe for us to check our hearts in. Because maybe your life has been influenced by uh, an influential spiritual leader. And that can be a good thing that you you should thank God for. But it makes you want to check your own heart. What happens when that strong spiritual leader is not there anymore? Uh, What happens when they're dead and gone? Is your faith still going to be strong? Is your faith really dependent on that person or that influential uh, Christian leader in your life? Or is your faith really grounded in the word of God and a sincere worship of God? A good challenge for us from the story of Joash. And then we see the death of Elisha today. And you see this interesting interaction that he has with the the king of Israel, also named Joash, different person, and even how Elisha rebukes him because he tells him to take up these arrows and to to strike the ground. And he only does it three times. And Elisha says, you should have done it five or six times. It does seem that there was, to some extent, a a lack of faith. And this king was just kind of going through the motions. And that should challenge us. Hey, are we really responding to God in faith? Or are we just going through the motions or appeasing someone else? Or in his case, another influential spiritual leader. So let our Old Testament reading challenge us today to to send our roots deep into God's word and into our relationship with him so that our relationship is really dependent on him and in his word, not just on somebody else in our lives. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.